Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. As we all know, Yes, We Can is the theme of Obama's campaign. So let's go ahead and just say, Thank you, Satan. Record it and play it backwards and see what we get. Here goes. Thank you, Satan. All right, now we go to effects. Pick reverse and let's play the file and see what we get. Yes, we can. And there you have it. Thank you, Satan becomes Yes, We Can when you combine it with Obama. Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan. Spoilers, check. Mature language, check. Should listeners be advised, check. Welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Diablo Frank. And with him is... The League Machine. I am Senor Fix-It. And, and I am asking you about your familiarity with Satan. Well, Matt. as you know, I, I praise the Dark Lord. <laughs> as he's yelled many times in random areas, scaring the shit out of people around us. I have a deep, dark, intimate relationship with the Dark Lord. <laughs> praise be his name. So, given your close personal relationship with Satan, how well do you know his son? Not well. I don't believe that they are on speaking terms. Have either of you ever read Son of Satan comics before tonight? Is the Son of Satan the same character as Hellstorm? You are correct. I've Is about Hellstorm that. the same as Hellstrom? Yes. They called the book Hellstorm, but so, it was actually so it was the same Damon, Damon Hellstrom. Because I, I could have swore that no. was the same Damien when I read Damon. So, yes, I have read, and it was Warren Ellis's run. Not Damien. Uncompleted run. It's not Damien. It's not Damien. It's a was da- it? Damon. Just Damon. Damon. Yeah. Damon. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if you look at the English spelling of Lady Damon, Damon, and Chris Claremont, who was born in England and then came to the United States, when I was interviewing him that time, he made a point of saying Lady Damon. So I guess when you anglicize it, it's it you is actually Damon. Chris, you interviewed Chris yeah, Claremont Chris about Damon. Lady Damon. Yeah, I did. But you see, I don't have that audio. That's the all, all, everything that was Marvel that I talked about got lost. Uh, I only had the DC uh, shit. Shit. Was it a cool interview about the Marvel stuff? Uh, it was all right. But talk uh, to us like you're Chris Claremont. No, no, no. no, no give no, me the no, question, no. and I'll ask you. No, when you no, reply. no, no, no. I, I, actually, I've I've still got my list of questions. I need to to pull that stuff out and mm. and look that over. We can do a reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> dramatization. Yeah, dramatization. Anyway, so yeah, Lady Damon. So it, 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 so I think they intentionally had it Damon so that it sounded like the eggless-sized version of Demon. So yeah, Damon Hellstrom. And did, did they get into his origins at all in the Hellstorm series when you read it? No, because this was already at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Ellis didn't take over till ooh, the late teens, early 20s. Yeah, I think so they, pretty, yeah. the origins had already been told in the first half of the series. Right. What I remember, because this is, of course, a series that didn't end, wasn't completed. It had to now, do didn't with they kind of wrap it in Druid? No. No. Oh, I see. I don't know. I've never read Druid. You didn't read Druid? No. I've you, seen seriously? It, I've didn't I yeah. give you my copy of Druid? Or no, something? I only have two copies. There's four issues. It's a four issue, got, yeah. I only got the first two. Damon Hellstrom turns up at the end of the miniseries. Oh, that'd be awesome if they finished it. Spoiler. Oh. <laughs> 
now he can never read the book. Yeah, you totally could read Don't the book. You just to. can't find the issues that you need. Uh, what do you guys remember about Satana? Did she uh, train that dude in that one book we read? Yeah. But like her origins. I don't remember her origins? origins. Satanas? Yeah. Let's talk about Damon Hellstrom to start with. Okay, let's do that. So Damon Hellstrom actually debuted in Ghost Rider's book. Sorry. Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider? Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. He started out in Marvel Spotlight, and then he moved over into his own self-titled series, Ghost Rider number one. And Ghost Rider number one, the very first thing you see is not Ghost Rider, but it's actually a silhouetted version of Damon Hellstrom visiting the grave of his mother. Although we don't know that at the time. At that point, I told you guys how Ghost Rider kind of turned into a bullshit book because he's like going to Arizona and he's dealing with like Native American Satanists and all this kind of bullshit. So the Native American Satanist guys actually call Damon Hellstrom, who I think is from Boston or someplace in New England where he's got his mats, you know, that he inherited from his dad, Satan. He's a demonologist. He's an exorcist. So he flies out to Arizona and he's he's a real dick because the first thing he does, he walks up to to the shack where these guys are living and where the Native American priestess chick is like in a coma. He's like, oh, well, damn, this job ain't going to pay much money. I'm not going to make anything off of this gig. So it's like, you fucking asshole, right? He's a doctor. He has some metaphysical doctorate. Got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So anyhow, so he goes to, to exercise the chick. But the problem is it's getting close to nightfall. And so he's got this chain of onks. And he asks the Native Americans to tie his wrists up, lock him in a room. And no matter what he says, don't let him out. And he fucking tricks those guys like white guys do to Native Americans. We've got a track record. Yeah. And he gets loose of the chain of onks. And that's when he goes full-blown son of Satan at the end, I think, of Ghost Rider 1 or so. And so basically he's sort of like Infernal Hulk where during the daytime he's this exorcist. But at night he has fangs and his hair gets all crazy and he runs around in that funky costume, the red pants, the yellow boots, the trident pitchfork thing. Mm -hmm bare-chested, initially had a pentacle on his chest, or a pentagram, I'm not sure. I think a pentacle is when it's an actual object, and a pentagram is when it's, like, drawn. Yeah. And it was upward pointing. I'd have to ask the Dark Lord. Yeah, and it was upward pointing, and it had, what is it, uh... Five-sided, like, box around it? What's what's the geographical, ge- ge- geo Pentagon. Uh, pentagon. Is it a pentagon? Yeah, it is a pentagon. Exactly. So he has a pentagon around the pentagram on his chest. And he's just, like, fucking a wild man. He's like, ah, I'm a son of Eden. Fuck all y'all. And he just runs around being a nut job. Now, was that the Chris Claremont impersonation? <laughs> or was that a joke? And so he's just going, you know, you know, I'm, I'm the Dark Lord. And so he's running around doing shit. And he finally makes his way into the Ghost Rider story. But what's weird is you've got the Ghost Rider book carrying on, but then Son of Satan... Wait, wait, wait. So, so this that was like the origin of the antagonist to later appear in the Ghost Rider episode. I was trying to figure out where they were going. Like, why the hell... Well, no, that's just it. Because they'd already introduced the Native American Satanist chick. And she'd already fought Ghost Rider, and that's why she was in a coma, because Lucifer was like, you fucked up, I'm going to comatize you. And then uh, at some point around the time Son of Satan shows up, he, he, he gives her a second chance, because that's what the Dark Lord is used to doing. And so she goes after Ghost Rider again, and then the Son of Satan goes after her and Ghost Rider, because I guess he's pissed off at Lucifer. But there's this whole thing where he ends up fighting bikers that were fighting Ghost Rider, and the bikers had kidnapped Roxanne Sampson. And I'm pretty sure they raped her, because some of the, the way the phrasing, they're, they're like being kind of a 
oblique about it, but it's like, okay, you 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 wanted her for yourself, you took her. Uh, he's kind of like Streets of Fire with Willem Dafoe, where he just like steals the girl, and then he's got her for a while. And she's hanging out in his room and shit, and she's an unwilling captive. And then they're like out and about and again. It's like, well, why would you take her back to your place to not do anything? Your whole rationale was, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to take you. Kind of gross, right? And so Son of Satan beats up all the bikers because he's like senses that one of the girls had had contact with Johnny Blaze at some point in time. But the fact is, he's got like infernal spit sense, and so he just finds Ghost Rider through that anyway. And he's only going after him because he's trying to get at his dad. And so he ends up in hell, and and Johnny Blaze had already been beaten, and so he rescues the Satanist Native American chick. And Johnny Blaze and gets them out of hell, basically by threatening to cave in hell on the devil. And so then they're free, and they're like, "Hey, you're a good guy. You freed us." And they're like, "Yeah, but I'm just going to dump you in the middle of the desert just to show you what an asshole I am." And then he leaves them like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, thankfully he's Ghost Rider, so he manages to conjure up a bike of pure hellfire, and then he rides off and starts having his own adventure. So you're like, "Okay, what the fuck just happened?" And meanwhile, most of the story happened in Marvel Spotlight, the book that Ghost Rider used to be in. So it jumped from Ghost Rider like one or two over to Marvel Spotlight and then back into Ghost Rider. I don't know if you remember the Rise of the Midnight Suns crossover. I remember uh-huh. that where they back where they tried to spin off a half dozen books out of this one crossover. Mm-hmm. So you bought Morbius or Darkhold or Night Stalkers number one, and it was like chapters three, four, six of a seven part story. And none of those books lasted more than a couple of years. It's like, well, good strategy, guys. But they were doing the same kind of thing with Son of Satan. So Ghost Rider continues in his own book. Son of Satan is in Marvel Spotlight, and he's having all kinds of metaphysical adventures. And initially, it's at night he becomes crazy demon guy. And during the day, he's like a more penitent professor type. And actually, fix it, if you crack open that issue of Son of Satan I've got right there, and you look in the second page, you could actually pretty much read it, and you'll have the basics of Damon Hellstrom's origin, which they got into a little further into the Marvel Spotlight run. Because it seemed, from what I've read so far, uh, Son of Satan, almost like Constantine was kind of a similar character. No, no. No, because he's really smooth. He's a dick. He's all into magic. But the problem is, is what version did you read? Warren Ellis's. Every Warren Ellis character is John Constantine, so that's what happened there. Okay, I could see that. I was thinking, because I was sitting there, I was like, Nice dig at Because I remember when I was reading, I was thinking, man, he's very, very Constantine type. But I was like, okay. Because he lives in a house, he has like pussy on tap, and it was just like, I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Warren Ellis read a lot of Alan Moore. You can tell. Yeah, but this isn't Alan Moore, though, that's reading this. So you read Warren Ellis's version of this character yeah. from the early nineties. Yeah. So yeah. Was I thought Delano created? I don't remember. No, Alan Moore created John Constantine. Oh, that's right. It's Swamp Thing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It was Jamie Delano did the ongoing series when they spun him that's, off of Swamp that's, Thing. That's where I'm getting confused. Yeah. That's right. You're right. You're right. Because he got introduced in Swamp Thing. I can remember vaguely a time when only Damon Hellstrom existed and Satan was nothing more complex than a theological boogeyman with which to scare children. Looking back, I see a pattern in it all. I never understood when that happened to my mother. She died. She Actually, she went crazy and was committed to asylum. And then after revealing to Damon his true parentage, then he died. Then nor, died. My, nor why my sister and I were separated. But all through those years growing up, I feared the image of Satan. A fear. Sorry, folks, this the the title on this page is like slightly blurred like when it got printed it's a little jacked up it looks like I'm li- I should have 3D glasses on a fear I never questioned it eventually brought me to study at a Jesuit monastery yet I think I must have known my heritage all along why else did I leave the monastery with such a f- 
finality when I was notified of my inheritance of Fire Lake Mansion. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> and the diary. And how much did Mother's diary tell me that I didn't already know, choosing instead to bury it deep in my subconscious? It's strange that I never realized any of this until recently, but now I must learn whether that other part of me, the man of God, son of my mother, still exists. Basically, what happens is he is the, I think, the younger son of Satan, and, and or the younger child of Satan, with this one human woman. And the daughter walked in the ways of her father. She became Satana. So she was the one who was sacrificing animals in the basement, and the mom walks in. The, her husband turns into Lucifer, and she finds out who it really, really is, and goes insane. She spends the rest of her life in an insane asylum before she finally dies, which is where the inheritance comes in. So the reason why Damon and his sister were separated is because Satana was walking the ways of Satan, where Damon was more weak and more human and, and had empathy with the animals they were sacrificing and stuff. So I think that Satan kind of wrote him off. And so he got packed off to an orphanage. Then he eventually went into a monastery, became a priest, or almost became an ordained priest. And then when he became aware of his, his dark soul, he dealt with that instead. And that's when he became an exorcist instead. So isn't he considered the Antichrist, though? He's the Potentially, yeah. yeah. Well, see, what had happened is, you know, the Comic Code Authority started to erode in the early 70s. And so one of the reasons why superhero comics were kicked out to the curb after World War II is because people got lost interest in that stuff. They liked the crime and the horror stuff. Going Going into the 70s, you still had code issues when it came to horror movies. But when the with, as the, the restrictions on the comic code got relaxed, you could do more horror-type stuff in the comics, and they sold really well. So Stanley, recognizing there was money in the, you know, in, in the horror, he went full force on it. And in fact, for the longest time, he'd wanted to do a book called The Mark of Satan. And he wanted to actually be about Satan with him being like an anti-hero or, or, or oh, wow. an antagonist as lead character. Sort of like what they did with Tomb of Dracula, where the book is called Tomb of Dracula, and you got the people who run around fighting him and they're like sort of the good guys but really when you read Tomb of Dracula you're rooting for Dracula because he's the cool guy and so Roy Thomas grew up parochial and he's like look Stan this, this ain't going to play in the sticks you might be able to pull this off in New York City but you, you ain't going to sell it in Alabama with the mark of Satan and also in Roy Thomas's fanboy days he, he was like involved with the fanzines and like a friend of his had actually come up with a concept similar to Son of Satan and in fact a lot of the general visuals of the character were in that fanzine but Roy Thomas had given the assignment over to Gary Friedrich who was the guy who co-created Ghost Rider and was writing that strip. He wrote this strip. It was drawn by Herb Trimpey which was kind of an odd combination but when you think about him being sort of a supernatural Hulk it sort of makes sense. And they designed the character they just happened to have that character look like what ended up in that fanzine without having any contact with that. Roy specifically said there's no way they would have ever seen this little small press fanzine. It's just that when they thought of Satan you know there was like a common sense of what Satan would look like and Satan was really big in the early 70s because you'd had a major hit with Rosemary's Baby and then you had The Exorcist and so it seemed like The Son of Satan was created almost like in a lab to, to ride that, that cultural wave. In the initial run of the book in Marvel Spotlight, again, they're doing the whole night and day thing. He turns into a monster and the other, the human form is like, oh, woe is me. I'm a horrible beast. And he has these bullshit adventures. But one of the problems they have is in the very first adventure, he fights and defeats Satan. So it's like, where do you go from that? And also the character was just too, too, it's too much like a Hulk paradigm. And there, there, there wasn't enough to really make him distinct. So as the strip progressed, I think Bill Mantlo had a run that was 
better received where he merged the dark soul with Damon Hellstrom. So instead of it being like two separate identities and the whole night and day thing, it was more like this guy has goodness in him and humanity in him, but he's constantly having to wrestle with this dark part of himself that wants to be more savage and lethal and, and commit evil acts. Ghost Rider was day and night too, wasn't he? Yeah. In the yeah. beginning too. Yeah, exactly. Come the same on, thing. guys. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on, guys. Again, Friedrich. So I, what I'm finding as I'm reading these books is I don't like Gary Friedrich as a writer. He's not bad with concepts, but the execution of the concepts, not so much. Bill Mantlo did a much better job of making him a conflicted character. But the problem with having him be a somewhat noble guy, but also kind of a dick, especially with the particular appearance he has with the bare chest and the arched eyebrows and everything, he's fucking Namor. He's Namor on land with some satanic shit attached to it. Yeah, the trident and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but one of the things that was good with Mantlo is he actually researched Satanism. The whole thing where they merge the selves into one being. What he'd learned was that, A, that the pentagram pointed up is Wiccan. So it's just involved with witchcraft. It's got nothing to do with Satanism. That you actually have to have the pentagram point down. So he got rid of the pen, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. he got rid of the pentagon around it. Yes. He, he elaborated on the pentagram and pointed it downward. And he tied the birthday of Damon to Baphomet, who is one of the main beings that are worship, that are if you call it worship by Satanism. Uh, by I, Satanism. I know him well. I know him well. Yes. What, what do you guys know about Satanism? Crowley, Mister Crowley. Okay, sure. Go, carry on from there. Oh, Mr. That's about it. But what do you know about Alistair Crowley? Um, just that he was real big in the 70s, uh, late 60s. Yeah, 70s. I think you're getting confused with Anton LaVey. Because uh, oh, Alistair right. Crowley was like 1920s and stuff. That's right, I'm sorry, right. you're right. Mr. Crowley. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. You're right, Crowley. Uh, yeah, LaVey. Because he created the, was it the uh, ch- Church of... Uh, uh, church, church of Saint, yeah, Saint Church of Saint, and uh, I think Glenn Danzing was banging his granddaughter. Yeah, time. yeah, something like that. Daughter or granddaughter? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Crowley, and he was the bald dude with the cool ass facial yeah. hair, right? Like a goatee looking. A lot thing. of black and white pictures of him. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's right. Because uh, I just saw something about Crowley where there was a band who was going to make it big, and they used Crowley's face on the album cover. And supposedly Jimmy Page, who was a huge Crowley follower. Ooh, hold on a second. And the Dark Lord has arrived. Well, anyway, Jimmy Page apparently put a spell on him, and that's why the band never took off, and it crumbled, and like people died in the band and stuff. So that's about it. So uh, do you know anything about the actual tenets of Satanism, though? Mm, a lot of hedonism. Was it a hedonism? hedonism and uh, lots of sex and drugs and rock and roll. What about you, Mac? Well, first rule of Satan Club, you don't talk about Satan <laughs> Club. <laughs> Okay, if there's any Satanists in the audience, they can correct me. My basic understanding... Kyle Benning. <laughs> uh, Ange. And I don't know. No, Siskoid. They do some weird stuff up in Canada. A Canadian Satanists, <laughs> yeah. really. Have you seen... Hanging out with have, the Wendigo. Have so you seen the they, Mounties? They put them on an altar and they pour maple syrup on them? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> And it's not it's not a pentagram. It's the the uh, it's two uh, Canadian it's the maple leaves. leaves. <laughs> two leaves. If you look at a downward pointing down. maple leaf, yep, that's exactly what it is. You just turn a maple leaf upside down. It looks exactly uh, like a pentagram. And they're, and they're like super fucking polite while they're stabbing you. Uh, oh gosh! Oh gosh! Oh well, we hate to sacrifice you here, buddy, but uh, old Dark Lord, <laughs> got to keep the Dark Lord happy there. Uh, we just lost the fan okay. base. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
my understanding of Satanism, I don't believe that most Satanists are actually religious at all. I think that Satanism is sort of like punk rock atheism. Where, I ooh, I like that. that. Where basically, I mean, the reason why they choose Satanism is because they probably came from a religious background and they've rejected it. And it's not enough to just say, hey, uh, you know, like be like Spock. It's illogical to believe in a god. They're like, no, we're going to actually fucking really get into the, being the opposition and yeah. kind of rub it in your face. Yep. And again, the hedonism and going by the rules of Satanism, which is sort of like the golden rules, like do unto others as you'd have done to you. But some of the things they like to do is ass play. They like to get their fuck on and they like to have fun and be like kind of bohemian and shit. But they also want to rub it in the Christian's face that, yeah, if, ooh, Satan, blur. And personally, I always feel like I missed the boat with Satanism because when I was younger, you know, I'd, I would been, I'd been raised Christian, although I never, it never really took. And so I still thought that, well, why would you worship the guy who kind of lost? You know, working the assumption that if, if, you know, the Bible and you've got all these people who are Christians that obviously your side lost, why you kind of like the alt right right now. It's like, you know, they may have just won the presidency, but in general, Nazis are losers and we kick their fucking asses. And when it comes to it, we're going to kick their asses again. Right? Wrong. I um, think you get a little too political here. You're, you're <laughs> drawing a strange parallel. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, we just read. Uh, uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, yeah. I saw it that way because, but basically understanding. Well, obviously the Christians won. Am I the only one? Whenever you hear alt right, I think of like something, a shortcut on a keyboard. That's what right. I think every time. <laughs> every time I'm like, is that an Excel shortcut? Well, I think the majority of these guys are pale dudes who are on their keyboards anyway. So aren't we all nowadays? There's uh, mm-hmm. that. Huh? Mm-hmm. A little yeah. self reflection there. <laughs> I saw it as defeatist. Uh, and plus, I just, I never was able to reject God entirely. Even during my, my lowest days, I was at least an agnostic. I just was like, well, there's a God somewhere. I just, you can't fathom this being. And you, you know, so I was never cool enough to be a Satanist. But I feel like I missed the boat because I think there's some quality trim in, in, in that particular line of, of, Thought. I'm, I'm, this so goes back to the ass so, play you yeah, discussed earlier. Right. So, so you would have been a liberal feminist Satanist? If it, things had worked out differently, sure. That would have been kind of awesome. That would have been pretty cool. I don't uh, think I would have looked good in the black leather with like tassels coming off my nipples, though. So, you know. Screaming, go Hillary. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Heil Hillary. Okay, first of all, the first line of your is it an autobiography of you writing <laughs> needs to be I feel I really miss the boat with Satanism. Not just start the book with that, dude. And I've got my hook, right? You're, that's the hook. The trident, the fork. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um Satanism, despite all the scares that came in the eighties with all the cult, there's you know, a ritual sexy, stuff. There's a sexiness. It's a to there's a sexiness yeah. to it. It's all horned gods and Baphomet and all this kind of shit. It's like the horned god makes sense because everybody's fucking horny. You know, it's it's fire cool. and spikes. Yeah, and, and sexy feeling women. good. You only got one life. There's no eternity. Enjoy the life that you've got now. It's it's pretty cool. It's a yeah. nice mentality. The whole point is to not really worship things or not really believe in things. It's more spiritual and and matters of the flesh as well. And I just was never yeah. cool enough to pull that shit off. I guess Bill Mantlow, by bringing in more of the, the actual Satanism that's in the real world, gave a path to make Damon Hellstrom cooler. But the problem is, in reading those stories, and especially reading the stuff when they finally spun him off, he, he was like in Marvel Spotlight twice as long as Ghost Rider before they finally spun him off into his own book. And then his own book only lasted eight issues. It just, because it seemed like the fad was already passing by the time they, they launched him his own book. But also, most people agree, it seems like from my readings of, of like websites and stuff, that Bill Mantlow's stuff was the best. And then John Wagner. 
John Warner or John Wagner took over the book for the ongoing series and he got more into the metaphysical type stuff whereas more like abstract metaphysicals like sort of like Exorcist 2 did you guys ever see that one? no no you see the first one's cool because the devil is in this little girl and the little girl is creepy and gross and doing spider walks down the stairs and the priests are trying to exercise her and it makes sense everybody everybody understands the first Exorcist the second Exorcist is when they revealed that the demon was actually Pazuzu and he came from an urn in Africa and so she's like a teenage girl now and she's going through therapy with Richard Burton they traveled metaphysically to Africa and see the birth of Pazuzu and you've got a fucking gateway from the X-Men is in there doing his little you know what the fuck thing that the thing what is that thing called yep, no, yeah, I believe that's what it's called yeah the thing and like she's at the altar and they're like just like doing like spirit walking through Africa and it's like what the fuck is this shit and it ends on this extremely ambiguous note where she's just sort of like walking through a field in Africa and you don't know what the fuck just happened total fucking train wreck of a sequel most people I think it, that, that was like one of the first sequels that actually gave a bad name to sequels where yeah. it's like well it's a really bad idea to make sequels to a lot of movies and that was like ground zero for bad sequels where it's so bad it ruins the original a little bit right? yeah and that's kind yeah, of and that's, that's kind of what the Son of Satan ongoing series seemed like is like he's just fighting like I'm the mind ripper it's like oh that sounds kind of cool because you think about it Son of Satan is so metal of a name yeah you know you're expecting like the kind it, of shit Damon Hellstrom right is metal it's totally metal yeah. so you're expecting like the kind of imagery that's on the side of a van right you're expecting fucking uh, uh, horn gods and Eddie and, and fucking axes and just like all kinds of cool shit and you kind of get that with Son of Satan because of the bare chest and everything but he's always more like Doctor Strange light emo it's like he's yeah. like he's Doctor Strange that, but that's he's, what he's, I was gonna say what you're describing sounds like a broke ass Doctor Strange exactly it, instead of going into like other dimensions he stays on Earth and he kind of fights guys that have fire that are vaguely satanic and he specializes in exorcisms and he doesn't have the variety of powers he had really super vague powers and what he did too is you know how the Boy Scout salute is your three fingers up yeah so what he would do like this instead and that was like where he sh- his, his cool power move is like hand gesture like so Doctor Strange, the strange. yeah he's got like the three fingers se- you take the Boy Scout salute and you separate the fingers and that's the sign of it's called the, the number three at Whataburger yeah and he's and he's got like you know he can heal and his trident is made out of I think it's called netherum the elemental trident made from a metal found only in the fiery pits of hell called netheranium and it's the only metal that can hurt Satan. And I think he can like control the elements, you know, wind and rain and fire and shit this like that. This is sounding more and more lame. Exactly. More. Yeah. And he could fly. He could, he could bring down this chariot with these horses that had scorpion tails and breathed fire and had snake fangs. So they was kind of had some interesting opportunities that you could play with there. But they pushed him out at every turn. And so it just didn't work. And there were elements of it that were kind of cool. Like if you look at that story when he's fighting the, the mind person, whatever that person's name is at some one and it turns out to be a astral projection made to a semblance of flesh and it kidnaps son of satan's second love interest he'd already gone through one you know oh i'm so tormented but she's drawn to the conflict in me and she wants to try to help me be a good man but i can't have her near me because i'm so dangerous and so bad blah 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 why 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 that kind of stuff so he's got a second love interest here that doesn't last very long because the series got canceled a few issues later and this mind dude kidnaps her and throws her off a building and so hell runs up and saves her and grabs her and lands her and then she's like oh son of Satan thank you and then he fucking slaps her bitch slaps her and she's like you're the reason why I didn't get the mind ripper guy it's all your fault and she's like oh no and then he's like oh no I'm sorry it's just my dark side here let me use a healing touch on you it was a slap of love show me your love with a slap you know that you will come back 
so then she he heals her, but she's all confused about how he she feels about this slapping dude. her. Yeah, he he that he, is so strange. He like beats her. Yeah, you're good. Right, yeah. Let's go another round. It's a classic abuse of a relationship. I'm um, a cool way to use your power a little bit. <laughs> right. Like let's say you double down on the 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 hedonism, and he's like all sexy, and he's like no Satan really is real, and I've got some of his power, and I'm using Satan's power against Satan. Or sometimes I go back and forth. You know, he goes both ways and good, good and evil. There's so many things you could do with a guy like Son of Satan. But this, but is, there, but this is the 70s, though. But just, yeah, is it, it is the 70s. 70s. I mean, you got to remember. Well, no, they did more fucked up shit in the 70s than probably any other decade when it came to comics. I mean, look at the fucked up shit we've read just over the course of this podcast. Look at fucking Lady Damon with their fucking underage witchcraft nudity and shit. It's like, that kind of shit would not fly in any other decade. So they could have gone Oh, poor, man. Yeah. That would be roasted now. Oh, no. You oh, could not fucking gosh. pull that show. I feel uncomfortable owning that comic. I still kind of want to defend myself of it. But see, it has a Paul Galacy Black Widow strip in it as well. And I can't let that shit go. Why didn't they make this a black and white magazine? Make him the Conan of Satanism or some shit? Like really fucking bore down into that stuff? And instead they make it a mainstream full color comic. And it's still covered by the comic code. I don't think they ever figured out what to do with him. How to make that work. And I think you guys could probably come up. Like what? Here's one of the problems I want to say. Son of Satan is a cool title for a book. But especially when there were two different identities, Damon Hellstrom and Son of Satan, and so that's what you're referring to now, you get really tired of saying Son of Satan after a while. I don't know how many times I've said it in this podcast so far, but I'm already sick of it. And what do you believe that? SOS? There's no good version of that that makes... For starters, it's always going to be like the third or fourth choice of what SOS means in your mind. And the other two do not make him look any cooler. The book seems like it's crying for help, in fact. I was like Hellstorm. I thought that was such a cool Hellstorm is better, yeah. Or Hellstrom is, I think, good too. What would you guys do with a Son of Satan book if you had the opportunity? I definitely would have to be where he's either on the run from hell, but he's also on the run from heaven. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly dodging, like, even though he, in a lot of ways, heaven, he and heaven have the same end goal. Right. And he right? used to be a priest, so but obviously be- <clears throat> he knows their, their, Pardon their me. But because he's also part Satan, like heaven is also, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's this distrust, right? Yeah. But the problem is that, like you said, comic books, they don't mind going to hell, but going to heaven is kind of a touchy They're subject. very touchy very, about very, heaven. Which is yeah. bizarre, right? It's bizarre to think of that way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost, I picture the angels from Preacher. I've, I never read any comic, yeah. Preacher comics, but from the series, yeah. those those two guys from, you know. The Bumbling heaven, Fools. Yeah, yeah. The Bumbling Fools, okay. right? Oh, you, did you watch the AMC show? Yeah, bro. Okay, and you liked it, right? I loved it. Yeah. After the first, After the first like three, three or four, four episodes, episodes and yeah. suddenly it was like, oh my oh, god, what is yeah. the next episode? Dude, the reveal the of God starts? at the end when he's like, he's not here and it's, it's all faked. Like blew Oz? My, blew yeah. my fucking mind. I'm like, they did that on well, TV? And what was cool, too, is when you're first watching, you're like, wait, are they serious with this shit? Yeah, like, like, you're kind of wondering, like, serious. they can't be the real thing, right? I, I, Santa Claus. I, well, because up to up to the build there, it was kind of your typical assassin-type show. Yeah. So I was like, it's not too bad. Our space was okay. <laughs> it was but, not typical. What are you talking <laughs> well, no, about? But, I mean, it was, if you watch a lot of HBO no, it, shit it, it, like that, it's it was, along the lines of no, that adult-themed no, no, no. story. It's a little it's a little risque because of the religious touch. But, I mean, she, you know, she... I got pregnant. She lost a child. Jesse's looking for God. So I was kind of like, oh, it's not too bad. He's not talking to John Wayne. I was a little disappointed with that. Yeah. He didn't have the internal voice. But then when they showed the God, like when God appeared, I didn't think, I thought it was going to be when he called on the phone, nothing would happen. Everyone would laugh him away. And instead God appeared. I was like, oh shit, like they're going there. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, I, sp- I dropped everything I was doing and I watched it intentively and it was great. Real quick. But, uh, but still, if, it was God as 
Santa Claus. He's wearing like, yeah. a fake oh, ass beard. Yeah. And then I love the fact that you're really we, like, is this, are they really doing this? Is this what they're really going to do? And then they fuck with you and you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, they're like, no, he's me. not even here. We don't know where he's at. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Like he, you just told Well, him, and he oh. used the voice on the angel too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, real quick, if I was going to write a Hailstorm book, Garthenus already did it, the demon. I think if you put, if you change the name from the demon to Hailstorm in that whole. Like, that, the, the, the paradigm is very similar now that you mention it. I, but I think, I, was, was it. When did Etrigan get introduced, though? Do you know when when Jack Kirby created Etrigan? No, I, I really that, got, we got to check on that I, shit. I, was, I didn't think about the I connection you there. Would frank me on that one, so that's nah, why I was, nah, I mean, I was, was a little hesitant to bring I, that up. I, I know it was around the same time period because okay, uh, Jack Kirby went to DC in '69. Okay, and I think that's when he started building the Fourth Hold World on. and Jimmy Mac Olsen. Is computing his mind right now. Yes, please. Internet save us. <laughs> Siri. When was Etrigan introduced? When I get my iPhone, I'm going to name it Mac and just go Mac, and I want him to record his voice mm-hmm. and speak back to me. Yes, fix it. How may I compute for you today? No, he's going to say. Fuck you! No, seriously, I need to ask something. No, fuck you! But no, I, honestly, I think Garthina's probably wrote what I would it's wish a really, to write. Actually, you're making a good point because it's a very similar, especially to the earlier Son of Satan stuff. Because Jason Blood and Damon Hellstrom have mm-hmm. a lot in common. They're two different and personalities. Etrigan, you got one that comes out, yeah. tears shit up, and the other one is tortured and yeah. trying to control. Now, them. I'm not sure how fucking wily Jack Kirby's. I, I've never read any seriously read any of Jack Kirby's demon stuff. I think the well, demon stuff. I, I think the earliest stuff I read was actually Steve. Ditko drew the, the strip for a little while, and I don't know who was writing it at the time. Well, I, I've never read the early stuff. I've only read the Garthena stuff that you introduced me to, the, mm-hmm. which introduced me to Garthena's writing at the yeah. time. And I just reread them. 72. Okay, so it does predate it, because I believe that Son of Satan was 73. So really? maybe Son of Satan's a total fucking ripoff, and I didn't Ooh, even catch it. Oh, nice. Holy shit. You just got fixed. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I got fucking macked. Oh, Return nice. of the Mac. No, okay, you're right. I didn't get no, fixed. No, no, you got fixed for sure. I was, I, just, I was just confirming yeah, the Yeah, dates. he confirmed it. I take, oh, I don't even take it away. Good point, good point. I'm sorry. But so I, I love that story arc because in that one, if you read the Garthenus run, the two big trades that mm-hmm. came out, it's Jason Blood on one, which I think would have worked better for Hellstorm if you had two personalities. One. Well, again, that's what they started yeah. with. Yeah. Really? So I, I like that because. But Etrigan, apparently it was a bit of a huge rip off of Retrograde, so it's a good thing they didn't continue with that. Route. Yeah, because yeah. Etrigan, I love that. That's well, no, but again, this is see, we we, we need to read early stuff then, early demon stuff to see how. Yeah, I, I, I want to do was, that was was Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider also a little bit of a rip off in the beginning too? No, that's too different. No, that's very original. Yeah, that well, that's too much because Johnny Blaze is not Jason uh, 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 Blood, and uh, Ghost Rider is not. The I'm demon. just thinking the dual personality. Well, no, well, that's just it though. They didn't they didn't one. really do that in the early stuff. Though, remember we read that stuff. Yeah, there wasn't a difference in personality. In it's the just, early like, stories, he just, he just manifested the powers and then used them. Yeah, right. he, he didn't right. start seeing Zarathos manifest until yeah. later on, and maybe that might have been a ripoff of Etrigan. But it's just the manifestation is so different. Where really, like when you mentioned it, as soon as you mentioned it, I, I was like, "Holy shit, you're totally right." Because Damon Hellstrom and Jason Blood look a lot yeah. alike. La la. Mm-hmm. They even both have. Well, see, Jason Blood got hair. the streak. No, Jason Blood had brown hair. I thought with, well, with the white. I, the, streak. All the books I've always seen is it looks like red hair with a white streak. I thought it was brown. Uh, we'll, I always we'll thought it was brown. Okay, still. You're still right. You're still right. So, and what's funny is, okay, you're talking about what would I do with the Son of Satan book, Etrigan, and Mac. You know what he described? Spawn. Oh yeah. It's, mm, it, you I know. Did. Yeah. So, and um, obviously, Spawn came much later, but it was also much more successful, and I think a better developed property. It's kind of difficult to figure out what the fuck you do with Son of Satan, right? You know, like like the justify the character's existence. But it would be. I mean, do you do do you go the Spawn route and very supernatural and and having him jump other books and stuff like that, or do you go the or the you go the Garthenus route where it's humorous but very dark and twisted. I mean, every 
time I, I think, think I think you'd need to get someone to make it different. You'd need to get someone who knows r- the religion of mm, it. Yeah. Like but, to a T. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to have a someone to consult with to but, really get like mm. that has to be your your niche. Mm. That you're really deep into the actual scriptures of the yeah. Bible and But then you get too serious with it. Well, that could it's be a good called thing though. Son of Satan. Yeah. yeah. Well, but see the the cool thing about demon is there was humor to it because Well, it was then so read dark. demon if you want humor. That's what I'm saying. To make it different. Oh yeah. You got to make it different. If you're going to make it different, you got to go. I think that that's the way to do it. Well, and you know, too, one of my big pet peeves of comics is homogeneity. I don't like them to, like, I don't want DC and Marvel to have the same character with two different names. Mm-hmm. I want DC to do DC shit and Marvel to do Marvel shit. So if you just make Son of Satan the Jason Blood of Marvel, then it does, he has no justification for his existence. Well, I mean, he, in his book, the, what Warrenness is running, if I remember correctly, his lover had gone insane. She was insane. And he well, don't, don't fucking spoil the demon oh, while the, we're talking about Son of Satan, we're gonna. I still think at some point we're gonna record demon. an episode of the demon. I'm not talking about the demon. Oh well, d- well, don't talk about the Hellstorm series yet either, because I want to talk about that later on. We're gonna read that. Oh, okay. Well, part of the reason why we're doing this episode is so that later on we can do the Hellstorm series. Well, I just figured this was our Christmas special, so I was like, right, it is part of our our, 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 our Sam Hain <laughs> special. No, it's uh, what no, what is it? What is it? Candlemas? Candlemas is the the satanic holiday. Damn, I knew he was gonna start franking us. Candlemas is actually a Christian holiday commemorating the presentation of Jesus at the temple. It falls on February 2nd, which is the 40th day of the Christmas slash Epiphany period. But don't worry about Frank's eternal soul, kiddies. He was hellbound long ago. Cannabis? Candle moss. Oh, I was like, cannabis? I'm like, dude, they're going to talk Oh, yeah, up. I told you. Hedonist, man. Shit, probably that might be part of this. Bags and bags of weed. They just throw in a pile of fire and just sit around. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's difficult to figure out why this character exists. Uh, you or, make him a or villain or do you it? make him a tortured? You could potentially make him a villain. Yeah, I mean, but that, then, that might work. Wouldn't it be like, a, was it Mephisto? Or? Oh, Blackheart. Blackheart. Or Blackheart, Blackheart yeah. sucks, though. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. What about, what's the other? Uh, Blackheart's Blackheart father. Blackheart is just a, a Mephisto. No, cool. Yeah. But wouldn't he be more like Mephisto then? If you try to make him a Kinda villain, kind of potentially, yeah. That's why. So you he, already have that character, yeah. And you already have Blackheart. I mean, I, here, here's the key: you can't have a guy named Son of Satan getting into hijinks, right? Yeah, right. Like he's got to be big. You got to have the stakes, but yeah, you, you can't be busting bank robbers, and so you you can't True. bikers, bikers stuff like this. Is just he can't be getting people out of comas. Like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like this has got to be a bigger scope. But then, but you don't want to go cosmic. Yeah, that's, to be, was, that's, yeah. that was all about to say. That's where. Well, that's one of the problems. Which is where Marvel, Surfer, Marvel always drifts their shit into mm-hmm. cosmic stuff. Yeah. It's got to go. It's got to be cosmic because they won't go. They won't go hell, heaven or hell. With no, they stuff. can't go heaven or hell because they got well, go so other committed. stupid dimensions. And yeah, you turn to Doctor Strange and you're meeting freaking Eternals and crap. It's stupid. It, it, Marvel, the Marvel universe, at least as reimagined by Stan and Jack, it's science based. Yeah. Even the gods yeah, eventually true. are science based. Yep. So it's very hard to get away from that because then they even try to say that Mephisto was just that other dimensional yep. alien too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah. That was a long time ago. Well, that's why the Asgard's are aliens. They're 
yeah, they just have technology so advanced it looks like magic. Right. Yeah, that kind so of. So that, that's what I like when Marvel does, where they'll have their own little imprint of books that are like all, let's say, spiritual, supernatural type yeah. stuff. But and don't have. But Marvel can't segregate. That's one of the things. Like yeah. I, I advocate for DC is DC since so much of their history was segregated from each other. They weren't even the same companies for large periods of time. DC can go fucking full bore into horror, dark fantasy stuff, and you, you're at Vertigo, right? And then you can do more science fictiony stuff like Adam Strange and Hawkman and shit, and they're often doing their science fi stuff. Yeah. And then you have the superhero stuff, then you have the comedy stuff, and you keep everything separate. You you do, you want to segregate at DC. With Marvel, everything has to integrate. It's the same as with yeah, the movies. True. It's all got to be connected. I guess and that's so, just one downfall. Yeah, so, so you, you, you can't have this little niche universe in a corner where you can yeah. take a character like you, this and then make you him acknowledge be, heaven exists for everyone. Right. And now, yeah. now Captain America has to go into heaven at some yeah. point and then yeah, you know it's true. gonna be because that would be that, I mean if you're gonna do something like that then that's where you make Son of Satan the big villain mm -hmm. he's the Thanos of that universe where he's you know I don't know fucking trying to wreck everything and so you have people but, but I, I do like that he is the half-breed son of actual well, Satan yeah. and, and has this resentment towards I well, like his that, mm -hmm. they, they that even, though, his even though it's his blood yeah. it's he, I, I like that side of it I like I don't want him to just be evil because then he's literally just Satan light and that's 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 Blackheart that's super duper lame yeah well it's sort of like one of the jokes they've talked about again with the alt-right to get political is that you've got baby boomers and you've got Gen X and they all listen to punk rock music or just plain rock music and they all smoke dope so if you want to rebel against your parents at this point the the only thing you can do is go in the other direction and become like a hardcore right winger. So if you're the son of Satan, you're already like in that place. So the only way to rebel against your dad is to become more pious. So like like an, an issue would be where he's like, I'm just gonna go like do charity work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joining the Peace Corps. It's, it's like, Fuck it's, you, Dad. I'm running a Goodwill all year long. 22 pages. I'm dressing as a Santa with yeah, the bell. That's it. 22 well, that, pages but, of him doing you, just good deeds. But no, that's the funny thing is is you can do that, but remember, he would become the Magus, too, where he's like fucking Spanish Inquisition style good guy. Mm. So where he's going year, far, so far like the other way. year, bad year, like one year he's really good, and then he has a shitty day, and all of a sudden for a yeah, whole like, year he's just fucking horrible. He like backslides into like, he, he ruins the country, and so the next year he has to try to fix all the shit he ruined. Right. He just goes back and forth. I'd read that for a well, again, like the Magus has a universal church of truth. So ultimately, like Warlock and Thanos team up to fight the Magus without Warlock realizing that as that he, bad yeah. as Magus was, at least he was still a proponent of life where Thanos is defined by his devotion to death. Yeah. So life of any sort is better than death. So you could play around with that kind of shit. But I think – and this is a problem too, is you would think that a guy named Son of Satan would have a built in, you know, nemesis. He's going to be fighting the devil, right? But I think you actually needed another kind of opposite number to make, to contrast, because they're both kind of hey, satanic. Satana. So you hey, really Seuss. need, yeah. You, you should have like, maybe the opposite, maybe it should be that he's fighting religious crusaders who are oppressing other people. He could be like the warlock fighting, caught between Lucifer and the Magus. So give an example of who he would fight. I'm sorry. So he'd, he would fight like some oppressive religious regime that were, like like Silver Dagger, we talked about how in the Doctor Strange movie they turn Mordo into Silver Dagger. This guy who who used to be devoted to sorcery and now he realized that all sorcery is evil, so he's just fucking trying to kill all sorcerers, good and evil, overcompensating in the other so direction. So Son of Satan is like killing priests? <laughs> no, no, his opposition. He fights guys like Silver Dagger, these guys who are crusaders, who are who are oppressive. Coming after and him. Yeah, coming after yeah, him yeah, and gotcha. coming after people. Like he'd be like the Bohemian superhero. He's the guy who's the hero for alternative type people. You know. <laughs> Like he's fighting for religious – he's fighting against religious persecution. So on one side, he's fighting Satan who's trying to lure people into the darkness. And he's also fighting against moral crusaders that are trying to force you into 
their conception of what good is. So you have, so you have, like you said, it's the same thing like what you talked about, but where with Spawn, it was basically about I'm a badass and I'm kicking, beating up angels and I'm beating up devils. It's more simplistic with, uh, Son of Satan can be more nuanced where it's him as an alternative person who has no alignment fighting against the darkness and the light in a more secular place, like, or a more, or a more diverse religious place. So, yeah. Just Which is basically what the Satanists do too is like, uh, for instance, um, who's that judge that forced a copy of the Ten Commandments to be put into a courthouse. Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy. Although she could have won the 2016 presidential election. Probably, gotta, yeah, that, yeah. She'd have got to kick some ass on that. Um, but anyway, to combat that, the Satanists raised a bunch of money and they got a statue of Baphomet put into another courthouse. Yeah. So that's the kind of shit that Son of Satan could be doing. He could be like giving the finger to everybody else, you know, so every, be, on both sides of the fence. Be kicking down a wall, smoking weed, and waving a rainbow flag. Right. Yeah. So that could have worked too. Although I'm sure that, you know, you also have the whole tarring with, with a the same brush is like oh okay so all these people he's defending are in league with Satan or right. yeah you know, oh, so of course it's That's... problematic no matter how you work it I guess so you, you can't... can't really make him a good guy I mean you can make him do one of those things where he's atoning for his father's sins type shit where you know in secret he anything that's going evil he's doing everything in his power to try to bring the balance back the other way mm-hmm. I mean he can't completely stop evil but he can try to balance it out and that's just his his shtick maybe it could be like a John Constantine thing too where he's playing both sides against each other yeah. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I pictured him like. That's what I was going to say. When I read this, I kept thinking of John Constantine. I was like, "That's isn't that kind of like what he does? From what I read just on this one issue and from the other stuff I read, that's what I got the vibe was. He he wasn't so much worried about your interest. It was his self-interest. Yeah. What was he feeling for the mm-hmm. day? How was he going to justify his self-interest and accomplish what he wanted, be it good or bad? Yeah. So I was kind of, when I read that other stuff, I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like, he's just a selfish asshole. Yeah. So when you were talking about earlier, I was going to say, he kind of reminded me of that just reading what we were reading now i think that's a better character development for him he doesn't care about his father's throne but he doesn't care the other way either he's just what the fuck do i want yeah. don't be the emo kid that i he seems to be be like you know what i want this now so what do i have to do to achieve it good or bad i want to say i read an issue one time where he was like a superhero even you're thinking of that annual how about read? this okay what if he this is totally different right so what if it turns out that he's basically like people who have been imprisoned in hell what if he's basically almost like a bounty hunter where he's paid <laughs> yeah, that's the demon I've read no he, demons he's, hit, he's, hit, he's a hell's the, hit the, man I'm saying the other way around where he goes to hell to free people who shouldn't be there oh that could be cool that's mm. what I was saying so he's contacted well, he's a good guy though yeah he, but he, he, he could be kind of a good-ish guy well he's a no. good guy for having a direct line to hell and he's having to go oh, and he's the guy who can get into hell he's the angels like, can't so he goes in there he can get into hell I personally like our space too where they he, they try to send the angels to get our space out of hell when Jesus oh, yeah, sends yeah, him yeah. to hell so he could be like oh, that so guy he could idea. be like Chathan or whatever that guy is the, yeah. who's the ferryman from the Greek lore he where he ferries people into hell what I would like doing? to see where he does all these crazy magical powers and at the end you find out it was just Satan fucking with some normal guy mm-hmm. like Satan was bored and he's like you're actually my kid and I'm sh- I shun you and you have these powers and then just watch him like unravel and just fucking go nuts because he <laughs> thinks he's the son of Satan and at the end he's not he's just some Joe Schmo so so choke in reverse. Choke from the other side of the fence. Instead of being the son of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think that would be kind of cool. Satan rejected my soul. He knows my kind. He won't be dragged down. He's seen my face around. He knows heaven doesn't seem to be my
the one story I did have you guys read was the last issue of Son of Satan, issue number eight. That was the last issue? That was the last issue, because what happened is the main creative team wrapped their stuff in the previous issue, number seven, and they had commissioned that story as a fill-in, and so you got a guest art writer, a guest artist. And okay, the, so this is not the typical artist? No, no, no. Because no, this no. art well, actually, was immaculate. Okay, well, look, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you stop for a minute and look at those two issues that are right next to you. That'll give you a better idea. Most of the, the stories in the latter part of the run were by Sonny Trinidad, and either he was penciling it or he would ink somebody else. Like one of those issues is penciled by P. Craig Russell, but by the time Sonny Trinidad's done with it, he's assimilated him. So it's, it all looks like him. So I really like them. That's how I bought, got, bought him. So a mind star was the name of that stupid character. Okay. Oh, I just, no, I could not do It's okay. It's not the no, worst. No, 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 no. no. Pass it over to Max. See what he thinks. <laughs> it's like the. The portrait, man and God. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you know who did a lot of the strips for Marvel Spotlight was... uh, No, no. No, you don't like Sonny Trinidad, huh? No, no. Dude, I'm telling you. But Sal was... No, no, I'm just joking. It's it's not that bad. No, dude, Russ... Was it Russ Russ Heath? Well, we'll get to that, but uh, Sal Bushima drew a lot of the stuff for the Marvel Spotlight run. All right. Yeah, but Sal Bushima was not a good fit either, because, you know, his stuff isn't exactly nuanced... Well, no, he he's, works he's, great he's, for He's good for characters. action, yeah. So, so it's just him Massive going, yeah. Yeah. That's what when I was talking about. I'm picturing the Sabushima stuff. Well, no, I'm telling you, when you had us reading this book, mm-hmm. the imagery of just, I would read well, it, well, and then I would... Well, should we talk about the imagery and right. stuff after we actually recap the issue? We can, yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking... The, are you talking about in general or in the, the ones... No, in this issue? one issue. Dude, well, I really enjoyed it. I'll tell you what, pick up the issue and go ahead and give us a recap. What happens in, in the last issue? Who wrote it, by the way? It looks like Bill Mantillo. And, of course, the artist was Russ Heath. Russell Heath was was born in 1926, made his comics debut in 1946, and worked for decades in numerous genres for a variety of publishers, including Timely, National, EC, Quality and Warren. He is perhaps best known for his DC War comics from which Roy Lichtenstein controversially drew very heavily for his pop art. Other famous works by Heath include Little Annie Fanny for Playboy magazine and Cowgirls at War for National Lampoon. And Russ Fantastic. Heath, yeah, Russ Heath. Uh, the main thing I think he's known for is he used to do strips for uh, Creepy and, and the War and Horror. Okay, so that stories. makes sense because his his style and, yeah, seemed yeah. very yeah. like he, man. He was on point. Like yeah. I, the imagery in his book, I enjoyed looking at the book more than I did reading it. The stuff that I saw him do for War. Warren was photorealistic with more of a Wally Wood quality or like... Oh, yeah, you can uh, see it right there with the, the little creatures mm-hmm. when he's showing the depths of hell. Like well, all the well recap, recap the story. What happens in this story? So he's, he's called to a location and he's pissed because... The character kind of gives him a. Um, so I'll just read this first part. So he walks in through. By the a way, ga- go ahead and read the the top yellow banner too, where they give like the description of the series. That's one thing I missed with Marvel Comics from the Silver and Bronze Ages. How they'd have that one banner that would tell you a summary of the entire series, so you know who this character was supposed to be. He is Damon Hellstrom, Spawn of the Devil, Born of Woman, Man of God, Heir of Hell. He has two natures. His two natures are what was it? Are ever at war. For though he carries Satan's mark on his chest. He's sworn to drive his father's minions from 
the world of man. Exorcist, psychic, demonologist. A wielder of the soul fire. A wielder of soul fire. He is all these things, but within him lurks the second self. A savage, satanic side he must constantly fight to control. At least he loses his humanity heritage forever. And again, the artwork is just fucking beautiful, man. Um, but basically, he's called upon by a character. And I guess he's kind of like a genie. You rub something or do something, and he kind of pops out. He's kind of pissed off because his character's kind of throwing... He's asking, why am I here? And they're just kind of throwing him... Or she's throwing they're him like... Giving the Sphinx riddle. Or yeah, like, and he, you know. he gets pissed off, and he's like... So speak or feel the cleansing power of the sofar. And there's this great shot of him just using his trident to set this chick on fire. She's like, eh, nothing. Just kind of brushes it off and tells him, we're in a rush because the others are waiting for you. And he's kind of like freaked out. She uncovers her face and it turns out it's his mother. Well, she basically leads him on a stairway to hell. By the way, his mom is fucking hot. Very milfy. And she's running around like a diaphanous robe where you can really get a good sense of her body underneath it. As they go into hell, you're seeing all these different minions. And dude, I can see now where you're saying he was writing what for uh creep uh, no he was drawing uh, uh strips for for like the war and horror magazines like creepy and eerie and such dude Vampirella. you can see that here i mean his his creature creation is fantastic yeah very bizarre well yeah, real I mean, dude, cool there's multiple creatures with like limbs hanging out of their mouths yeah they're eating things you have this really wicked kind of a uh, egg creature i mean just great stuff it's just yeah. a menagerie of abominations and I, and I gotta tell you this one panel i'd put this on a fucking t-shirt where it's just a silhouette of their bodies their, their faces and then he just just intertwines all these skulls and demons screaming and things being eaten. I was just like, I remember I stared at that for like a minute. Yeah, I just had to stare at it. So they're going down there to warm up, and she's it's just, kind of a Dante thing. They're like yeah, descending yeah, into hell, yeah, and basically. they don't really go into levels, but they're like big sections, like suburbs of hell. And I mean, dude, just creatures after creatures. Dude, this guy just went nuts on this shit. Mm-hmm. And you said he never drew for Strange, a Doctor Strange, not that I'm oh, aware he of. Would have been great on Strange, and he, then he gets introduced to some of Satan's. I guess he was say lieutenants these are the others who are eager to greet you at the time grows short and then of course he meets morgan lafay i thought i always thought that was a dc character though it, no well it's a it's from arthurian legend oh, so they it's in public domain and yeah she again tied into etrigan okay majorly tied into him i'm not sure who the woman is they never really mention who she is besides the mother chris uh, see, it is christmas eve lord satan sleeps also, Satan sleeps apparently at Christmas time. Yeah, that was the one of the things they put forth nice. in the story. I didn't catch it, that. The basics of it is that he's sleeping. The, the minions of hell are trying to talk the son of Satan into leading a revolt against the father because they feel that if a human presence is the lord of hell, it would, could only improve things. And he's got the best shot of taking down Satan so that they could have a somewhat more uh, habitable hell. Okay. See, this was the character. This was the character. I wasn't sure who she was. Well, I think the female character is his mother throughout, isn't it? No, there's a no. woman that he kisses. Ew. There's a woman I, that he kisses. Like I know su- she kisses. He kisses her. I still think that's the mom. No, dude. no, 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 no. No, this- no, 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 no. Because at one point, there's a panel where he goes, well, "Who is this woman?" I think that that's editorial because that's the I mean, same chick from the beginning of the book, and they identify her as the no, mom. No, she. No, because there's a scene where it's Lafay, that woman, and the mom. And I was trying to think. I, I thought maybe that was the woman he was in love with, or maybe someone who had died. Nah, because the, the chicks he was in love with both times. I think the, the one of them was a blonde woman who was a doctor at the university he was teaching at, or or worked out of. He was associated with, uh, and then his house burned down in a final confrontation with Satan and some other guy called the I don't know what the fucking name of the dude was. 
And so then he moves to another city and he starts setting up in another college and he gets another romantic interest. So it's like, okay, you're pretty much just resetting everything from the previous story arc. That chick had brown hair. So it was a blonde chick and a brown haired chick. No. And like the chicks in this one are all raven haired, yeah. right? They're all dark haired. I, I still, I think that it's one of those things where they intentionally confuse the issue. I really do think he kissed his mom. No, 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 no. no. Okay, no, it's because no. when he when he falls through that portal, there's a voice calling to him, mm-hmm. saying, "Come here, son of Satan. We need warmth. Come here." Well, what about the and one? That's, that, it's just this chick. What about the mm-hmm. one that's kissing him right now, though? That's this chick. Yeah, and I would have figured. So you're figuring it's like Morgan Le Fay I mean, he, he, or some he, other. He even says to her, "I have no part of this girl." Like that, what he would. Okay, you wouldn't fear his mom as that. Okay, okay. Well, but the thing is, but. I, that could be the script being changed by the editor to make it to where it's not his mom. I mean, now and granted, now granted it's his mom. you're taking it to a fucked up Garth Hines area, so right. I can see that, you know. Because you figure, you know, son saying pussy on tap all the time, so. Not really, though. Because really? yeah, no, Morgan Le Fay is there, too. Yeah. She's different. Doctor Strange is pulling way more tang than the Son of Satan oh, does. Ah, nah, yeah. dude. Exactly. He's like, he's almost kind of chased because he's so fucked up with his ambivalence. His daddy issues? He, well, that and his issues with being satanic and then trying to be a pious person at the same time. So he's not really getting any play. He's got these almost romances, but it's the kind of thing where he's so fucked up he can't close the deal. Sabotages them away. So he's like, yeah, he's sort of self-sabotaging. So he doesn't actually seal the deal with any of these women. Wow. He got, I think he kisses a few, but they don't they don't really I don't even I don't think he even kisses the second one. This chick's basically giving him a tour of hell. Is explained to him, hey yeah, Satan's asleep. He's getting weak. Now's the time to revolt. You should lead us. Because even though you're sort of part Satan, you're not as shitty as whole Satan. You're skim Satan. Zero Satan. <laughs> Satan zero, right? So then uh, there's this thing. She's like, come on, you know. And he's like, nah, man, I don't want to do this. So she's like, no, no, no. Why don't you dance with me? He's like, all right, cool, let's dance. And they start dancing. And then she's like, close your eyes. Let's. And they start like trying to make out. And she's like, will you say you'll join us? Say you'll join us. And he's like, uh, like about to open up his eyes. And she's like, don't open your eyes. And when he opens his eyes, she's all like this freaking crazy skeleton. skull all jacked up. Like, And he's making out with this skull. He's like, Jesus. And pushes her away and knocks her head off. And her head's rolling. And she, it's talking to him. Shining shit there. Right. And then that's where I guess it red ram. Well, I'm thinking more of the, the lady in the bathtub that Nixon starts oh, kissing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then all, all these demons start coming after him. He's like, ah, oh, this is a freaking trick by my father, dad. And all these demons start coming all over him and fr- not coming all over him. That sounded bad. Uh, <laughs> so these, these snakes are like strangling him and these weird, they look like demonites or whatever from freaking uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead are like smashing him with stuff. And then some cloaked individual comes out of nowhere and makes them all go away. I believe that's his mother. No, I don't think they ever show who this cloaked person is. I don't know, is it? Yeah. Oh, man, his mother was in the cloak. So She's the one that let him down there. Yeah, but I think this is a different cloaked person. I think this person has a beard. It's it's confusing. I'm not yeah. going to say it's not confusing, but... Well, it's potentially supposed to be disorienting. I don't think really? so. Yeah, it is. I think so, You're supposed yeah. to be kind of be going around in circles. So is, is, it, is it one of those things where they're fucking the fourth wall type thing? Breaking the fourth wall? I don't know about breaking the fourth wall. No, I think I think it's dumb. more like dream logic, where shit's just happening and you don't quite know how this connects to that. Like, there's that whole sequence where they go back to the Middle Ages and Damon is seeing essentially himself being led by yeah. crusaders to his death, but then he turns into full-blown Satan okay. and kills them all, and sort of like a warning of, of uh, Damon. He could, he could become that, too. He could go full Satan. So, yeah. Nice to know where Mike Mignola got his idea for Hellboy. Mm. So, and, and 
and that and anyway that was exactly what was going to happen that's exactly the next scene so basically he's then finding out that he's like well part of you is satan which is evil and the other part of you is your mother who was good but he's like well what if i told you that wasn't your mother what if yeah. your mother was actually evil too and i'd been tricking you this whole time da, 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 da. and so then he's all like wait wait what are you talking about you know like he'd have to reevaluate his whole existence existence because he he believes this part of him on the inside is good and then that's when he kind of snaps out of it. it's like wait a second we said you're only saying this because we're in hell so you can make whatever truth want to be whatever it is mm-hmm. but that I, ain't it girlfriend let me ask you that one page that splash page in black and white that's part of the story right yes. yeah it's supposed to be they talk so, about how it gets all monochromatic because apparently there was such a blast of energy when he became satan like okay. full satan that it turned everything white okay i was just wondering I was just, if it not feels I, like I think this it was book sort was of fucking a with sodom you. and gomorrah kind of thing oh. where it's just like boom it was oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, they don't turn to salt the, but like the energy just the raw amount of power just blew all the color out I just thought it was like one of those things where they just wanted to fuck with you real quick and like, mm-hmm. boom, black and white. And you're just like, oh, okay. like Colors collects a cheap check. Yeah, easy check. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of, uh, well, in Books my head, late, it, it, in my head it's, it came yeah. off so much cooler because I thought they were fucking with me. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of cool. Now you've cheapened the moment. Well, the, the black and white looks fucking gorgeous now. Although the whole book Very does. crisp, yeah. I don't find one panel in there that I'm just like, eh. So anyway, the book ends with him coming to the realization that this is all a lie of Satan's trying to convince him that he's fully evil mm-hmm. when he's really not. And he hits him with the hellfire from his, or what do they call it? Soul fire? Soul fire. Yeah, I think so. Out of his trident. Now, what happens if he needs to refill his soul fire, the, the trident, by taking souls? From soul people? fire sounds like a bad Like Sort of like a, a Elric's uh, sword? Yeah. yeah. You can see so that happening. Like he like he has to kill bad people just to replenish. The Again, power. though, that turns him into Adam Warlock because oh, he's yeah. using the soul gem and he's yeah, sucking true. souls out and he's all tormented about it. So. Damn it! This man has no true, no, <laughs> yeah, no roots. Son of Satan cannot win. He, no yeah. matter what There's, direction you go, he's going to be rip off of somebody. Anyway, so the book ends with Son of Satan firing his trident at Satan and uh, like some vision of his mother too. Very again, very bizarre. And then it's Satan waking up from his nap or yeah. whatever, you know, because he falls into this slumber. So the last few panels are, it's over, Master. Christmas Eve is past. Oh, you were free to wake. You're asleep, sire. I hope it was not. He says, troubled? A victory was in my grasp. It proved to be a dream. But the battle is real, my servant. And whatever the outcome, it must, as always, go on. So the, it, the whole the it, point is the whole story was a dream, but it was Satan's nightmare on his night of slumber on Christmas Eve. And then all of a sudden... A, so uh, this really is the Christmas episode of the Marvel Superheroes <laughs> podcast. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden an artist child starts shaking a snow globe and it's Satan in his bed in his so, minion. Yeah. I'm going to right off the bat apologize for that recap because I think all three of us are pretty fucked up on that recap. But it, it's it's intentionally the story goes in circles. There are shadowy figures that go in. Shadowy figures come out. Unnamed narrators jump in and lead Satan and then, it, then he's led again to some medieval time and then Satan then he's there but he's staring at himself and then he turns into Satan and then Satan's talking back to him and it, it's it, intentionally it, 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 yeah, it gives you vertigo it's, reading it's, yeah. this book. Well, a, not just that though. It and then make it's it, a dream sequence. Yeah, but that's just it. I hate it when you have stories that are supposed to be dreams, and it's like extremely linear, very yeah. clear narrative. You dream. Your dreams are fucked up bullshit where random stuff is happening, and you go with it while you're dreaming and then you wake up you're like what the fuck was that about well, and this book clues you in it's like oh yeah this, there's weird shit going on here there's probably using what it seems and you're constantly being asked to question that because the same thing is happening with uh, Damon when you believe that he's the lead character in the story he's questioning like well 
these people are from hell. So how can I trust anything they're telling me? I'm going to listen hear them out. They're probably full of shit because they're in fucking hell. Right. And once, so, you, once you get to the end and you realize Satan's dreaming and his nightmare is that when he's asleep, he's at his weakest. Mm-hmm. And he goes, wow, what's the best way to get over on me when I'm asleep? It's to recruit my half-breed son. Mm-hmm. And then in his own dream, is like, well, how would I defeat my half-breed son? I need to convince him that he's fully evil. And then in the end, his plan doesn't work and he gets zapped and that's what wakes him out of his dream. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when you go back and look at it after reading those last three panels, you're like, oh, shit, now I get it. This, yeah. Like you said, it was Satan's nightmare during mm-hmm. his one day of slumber. And then it's like, oh, twist. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to admit with Mac's immaculate narrative of that story, if you're going to end a book erupting, Mm-hmm. That's a great way to do it. Abruptly. Abruptly, I'm sorry. Uh, he said abruptly because he's still thinking of all the help gangbang in hell. So, yeah. the coming way. demons. Well, no, because you think about it, you can end the book there and never have to finish it. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, like you said, foreshadowing in the future. Well, it works because I it like would have been a perfectly fine fill in story if it, the book had gone on that long. But they realized, because yeah, actually they, they'd already announced that the book was getting canceled. So, they were able to publish letters about the last issue of the proper book in this issue because they ended the book early. But the story was just too great looking, too cool of a story to not include it so it's just a nice little end cap on everything because it's just a w- one and done but it's such a good one I mean what you haven't really talked about the art Mag what did you think about it it's absolutely phenomenal phenomenal I mean some of these pages like Mr. Fix said you just stare at them and you're like what was going on Dude, I, w- I would want I would hang some of these there's so much panels. detail so it's- realistic but also not the kind of realistic where it looks like somebody took a like was drawing from life exactly doing like a reproduction it's just enough it's fluid it's cinematic and it, it just looks beautiful like the, without this- without and realistic without being too realistic I without love being this frozen. panel yeah that's great looking it's it's nothing he's just staring with putting his hand out at a door mm-hmm. but the level of detail the lighting is, on it the, yes. it's so dramatic it's fantastic am I the only one who sees a lot of Brian Boland in this artwork uh, yeah there's some Bo- I, I don't Wait, know I Boland think it's his hatching technique it's like a very minimal it's like a very minimalist hatching he mm-hmm. only puts just like this yeah little hatching mm-hmm. on the chest but for, it, it works yeah. I personally love the fact that the details in the background were telling little stories Boland came up in the like late 70s early 80s where okay. Russ Heath had been around I'm not sure how far back his career goes but at least since the I, I actually want to look 70s. up some of his artwork now oh, I yeah. want to see I've seen his stuff before because he actually did some stuff for DC in the early 90s uh, he did like a Legends of the Dark Knight story arc with Batman and Catwoman that I picked up there was a sequel to an earlier Doug Minch story that Paul Galassi had done and he wasn't Paul Galassi and he obviously it's, he was a few decades into his career past this point so he wasn't as good then but he still looked really oh, no, I want to see his horse really I, I sexy see, too so I, I, I see his, Balan, I see a lot of Starlin which I you guess think you see Starlin in that really oh yeah I do so much of this stuff looks so much there's, like there's his a little warlock. Starlin in there. I would say I, I see the Balan more than I see the Starlin though oh, you're out of your well I would love man. to see his his horror stuff like mm-hmm. I love his creature creations and mm-hmm. he's did some great work with those bizarre creatures I love I love this panel right here where this very last panel on this page mm-hmm. where because so normally the pentagram on his chest is drawn in black but because his chest is shadowed in black mm-hmm. he does the opposite and makes the pentagram flesh colored mm-hmm. so you hear this light so it's like this sh- a swath of black over him but the pentagram is lit up basically and it's mm-hmm. like By, you, you do the, the, the negative though, yeah. right it's, you're looking at the uh, the negative of it yeah. it's just incredible incredible yeah. incredible stuff and see I think that Russ Heath is one of those missing link artists where like you think someone like Brian Boland came out of the void or you see like elements of him and some artists that kind of resemble him and then I'm looking at this like oh Bolin had to have been looking at Ross Heath they're 
yeah. just too much of a similarity between their styles. And, you know, everybody talks like it seems like all art in comics seems to fall. You're either a Neil Adams guy or Jack Kirby guy. It's like those are the two extremes. And then you'll get like layers away from that. Like they'll mention Gil Kane or Steve Ditko or something. But this is one of these guys where I think this guy must have had a pretty strong influence on a lot of artists. But because he didn't work in superhero circles, his name seems to have been forgotten largely mm. within comic books, you know, like mainstream comics. I mean, I'm telling you, I would have loved to see him on a Doctor Strange book. I it would have been great. I just, just don't think he ever nuts. really did it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he built his name up strong enough to. Well, I think, again, I there's some artists, like, take 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 like John Buscema, for instance. John Buscema hated drawing superheroes. But he gritted his teeth and he drew Avengers for all those years. Mac, you know, loves him some John Buscema because he was willing to sacrifice what he wanted to draw for what was commercially viable for him, what would make him money, what would keep his name out there. Where there are a lot of artists that they don't like drawing that kind of stuff. They hate drawing superheroes. And so they just find the work wherever it is to get away from that sort of thing. And again, we're coming up and, you know, I've I've read a lot of DC because I became a fan in the 90s and we've all read a lot of Marvel. But we didn't read Warren. None of us are big Warren Mm -hmm. fans. That's an audience, though, that kind of got lost, just like all those guys that used to buy war comics. And there are some fantastic war artists. Like Joe Kubert, most of his work wasn't in superheroes. It was in war books. Right. So if he had, he did enough crossovers to where people knew him, and he did Hawkman in particular that a lot of people are reminded of. But he didn't particularly care for the superhero genre. He drew it as little as he could get away with. And there are a lot of guys that were better at avoiding the superhero genre than he was. Yeah. But all we remember these days is the superhero shit. I'm just reading some of uh, Russ Heath's wiki page mm-hmm. they worked for playboy for a long time apparently mm. nice i'm telling you sexy women man he knew how to little annie woman. fanny featurette he did little annie too much that's, a, that's that uh adult one right yeah that's that one that ran for a number of years i never found the playboy or penthouse parody comics very good the ones were actually in the magazines because mm-hmm. they also had the one in penthouse what the horror themed one what was that one where she's hanging out in transylvania and they've got like sexy bride of frankenstein oh, I don't and know. they're just having goofy misadventures with topless chicks it was dumb it was pretty it was well drawn but it was dumb i never i you didn't you didn't read those no, purely there for the naked women okay so. and then little annie fanny was just like a, i think it was a parody of uh, little orphan annie but she was a sexed up bimbo instead and she's just again has dumb misadventures they looked nice i think it had painted colors but just stupid stories again i looked up those magazines purely for porn so. yeah you didn't read the articles <laughs> really? playboy no seriously playboy had great interviews i even after i got yeah i used that excuse too when i got caught with no, them, no, no seriously like the last with the I, I you know i haven't had a playboy subscription in over a decade but the last time i did have one literally i was getting it because i liked the interviews and one of the main reasons why i didn't renew besides the fact that they didn't give me the the sweet rate i think i was paying like a buck an issue and then they went up from there so i didn't like that and i was poor but also because they kept doing sports interviews and it was pissing me off but when they had a, a an interview with a political figure or an intellectual or an actor you know someone in the arts some of the very best interviews in, in that you can get hmm. in the mainstream media were one Playboy I mean they had collected books of nothing but the interviews so I'd probably check out one of those yeah if you didn't read anything else in Playboy you had to at least read the good interviews well, it was usually the forum letters but. and see the cool thing too is because it's Playboy everybody wants to be cool and loose with Playboy so they always reveal like a little too much mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like the people who show up on Howard Stern where they always say a little bit more than they probably mm-hmm. it's in their best interest so that was another thing that was cool about the Playboy interviews sorry I'm looking at really weird shit now I've gone down a very bizarre rabbit hole. Hinte, huh? Some weird freaking Jim Starlin uh, man-thing issue from who knows when. Holy cow, this is old. But it says there was a backup strip in here by Russ Heath, but I don't see it. They, they've got a bunch of the scans, but I don't see it. Anyway, sorry, guys. What are we talking about now? Well, actually, are we done? Yeah, Do we want to wrap so. it up? Okay. It feels done.
right up front, I just want to apologize to everybody for this podcast. It was kind of a hot mess. I was less accurate than probably ever and rambling. And I can't even tell you where I was going with that alt-right thing. And I actually had written up a good chunk of a overview of the Son of Satan comics that I anticipated using for the podcast at some point. We're going to go ahead and have another Tumblr presentation, especially for all that Russ Heath art that we were gushing over. And I'll probably include that text either there or on the blog. So if you're interested, check those out. We receive Google Plus Ones from Keith G. Baker on Episode 0. 1, Namor the First Marvel. 35, Wild Agents of Marvel, Count Droncula. 47, Strange, Beginnings and Endings. 49, Wild Agents of Marvel, Siskoid. And 65, Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange. We got a WordPress blog follow from Aaron Space. And a WordPress blog like from Kel Goodman on episode 62, Tiger 2 and 1 featuring Spider-Man and the Thing. We receive new Twitter follows from A Beardo and a Weirdo Talk Film Podcast, Art Music Movies, DJ Nathcracker, Dookie at Dookie Epps, The Dude Imagine If Podcast, Geekish Cast, I'm the Gun, Impact Crusade, Jennifer L. Price, Jonathan Furness, Justice's First Dawn, Laurel Phillips, Louise Congdon, Marvel Roundup, Mike Siebert, Neil Sullivan, Norman Peeler, Feltz Comics London, The Shazam Cast, Social Media Monthly, Superhero Poll, Warren Whitlock, and We Have a Hulk. Follow Fridays came from Fast Forward Rewind Podcast, Glenn Walker, Talk Nerdy to Me Podcast, and Xenozoic Xenophiles. Retweets came from Between the Pages, Comic Reflections, Fast Forward Rewind Podcast, Firestorm Fan, The Hammer Strikes, It's Plastic Man, Siskoid, Talk Nerdy to Me Podcast, and Two True Freaks. Twitter favorites came from Brian Mulvey, Craig Lane, David Fior, David Galayer, David Golding, Epic Film Guys, Glenn Walker, Good Times, Great Movies, Horror by Proxy, John D. Knoll, Luther Manet Blissett, Mikey Flash, More Gooder Than Podcast, Movies World, Nathaniel Wayne, Nethead, Pensiero Negativo, Poop Culture Podcast, Rabbit Stew Comics, Richard Field, Ryan Daly, and Upstate Horror. Finally, the Merry Marvel Marching Society, 108 Sage, yes, the other no, Andrew in Belfast, Cyabob Nuznet, Changeling, Nilznish, Chris Sheehan, Nahish, Coffee and Comics Blog, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Dr. G Nerdologist, Geek Yogurt Podcast, Gold Mine Productions, Jake and Tom Conquer Podcast, Joseph Crawford, Justin Time Podcast, Katia Robinson, Keith G. Baker, Kevin Dodgy, King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast, Misanthrope, or listen, Monsters and Mystics, it's in the Zurzlam, Pietro Blaxamoff, Almas Albershay, the Quipster Podcast, Randy Caldwell, Sean McLaughlin, the Silver and Gold Podcast, Son of Cthulhu, Trekker Talk, Fryhole, yeah, World Worlds, and the Xenozoic Xenophiles Podcast. The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned in our employed are believed to cover under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. Views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker.
Read it. Ew, no. Recap it. No. No, you recap it. No. Recap the fucking issue. No. Yes. Pick up the motherfucking comic book. I'm not fucking touching it, and you put it too far away from me anyway now. Well, you put it too fucking, you put it by me. Oh, speak much? You, 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 put, you put it by me. Yeah, you put it over here. Yeah. Read it. No. Recap it. No. Yes. Pick the motherfucker up. I'm not going to do it. It's way over there now anyway. You put it fucking away from you. You can put it toward I'm you. I'm going to drink my beverage. See, this is what happens when y'all drink too much of that fucking Red Bull. Do y'all get all like, I'm fine. He's the motherfucker who's been at all I'm fine. I'm not going to recap that fucking issue. I'm not asking you to fucking recap it. it. He can recap it. You recap it. Yeah, but you throw in magazine, you pick the motherfucker up and give it to him. I I threw it across the room. I'll pick it up, asshole. Tell him. You can summarize it, though. You had it last. We're so not we summarizing it, apparently. What Could you quit about? fucking beating up my comic book? It was actually in decent shape before you fucking sh- rub your fucking asshole First up of all, it. it's got a rolled spine and it's got some fucking... Oh, look, at, fucking look at these creases right here. Shut your fucking... How much did you pay for this? Shit. It's like a grade three point. I didn't pay that much for it, thankfully. Put the fucker back down next to Mr. Fix-It so that he can recap it in the future when we get to that fucking Hold point. on. Let me set it down gently. Fucking dill hole. <sighs> Hey, 1995 called. They want their insult back. Oh. <laughs> Mac is hot tonight. Saw that fucking red. Yeah, he's wired. He's irritating. Oh, shit. <sighs> You're irritated. Porn I irritated, yes. I'm Wario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Been like that. The mustache is not doing him any I'm favors either. I'm glad I can't fucking grow a mustache because it's Movember shit. Looks like he's fucking been felching a clown. What the fuck is with all this shit? <laughs> felching a clown? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> What is a clown? Why does it have to be a clown? Because <laughs> his ass pubes are all over your face. These bright red bows with the clown fucking ass pubes. My facial hair grows in upon my your facial fucking... hair grows in red. It doesn't matter. I don't what care what it grows. Of... It does. It, I'm just it, saying it, your hair colors are different. What does it have to do with like a clown?